everyone. Welcome to the Katie Helper Show. If you like the show, if you like the Patreon-only episodes, please become supporters at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Also, rate and review the Katie Helper Show on iTunes. Welcome to the Katie Helper Show. I'm your host, Katie Helper. And uh, as, as listeners know, because it's 4 o'clock, well, a little after 4 o'clock, and it's uh, Wednesday, you can always find the Katie Helper Show here on WBAI, that's 99.5 FM or WBAI.org on the internet. And very excited about today's show. I have with me in studio Kate Willett, stand-up comedian, co-host of the Replies, Reply Guys podcast, also star of her own Netflix special. Thank you. And um, recent, uh, not recent, actually, uh, Bernie Bro. Um, extraordinaire, and she even wrote a piece, a very moving piece at L, which we can talk about later, um, called I Used to Hate, I, I Used to Hate the Burn, no, I Hated the Bernie Bros until I Loved and Lost One. Yeah. And, uh, we also have with us calling in, um, we have two guests. Later in the show, we're going to talk to writer Carl Bayer, and now we are speaking to none other than political, um, pollster, so much more than pollster, um, Activist, organizer, human rights activist, Jim Zogby, who is the founder of the Arab American Institute and also part of our revolution. Are you here with us, Jim? I am here with you. Thank you so much for calling in. Sure. So can you tell people, can you just like give a little short summary of what happened uh, Super Tuesday and why all hope is not lost? Because some people are saying that, especially the media, the media people who really hate Sanders anyway. They're pretending that they are just reading the tea leaves or that they're just being pragmatists. They're not admitting to their own ideological um, right. orientation. Right. right. Yeah, I listened to James Carvel last night. Oh, uh, my gosh. Why- we might see Democrats starting to, to ask Sanders to, look, let's just don't drag this thing out any, any more than we have to. I mean, people want to get on to the general election. They want to get on to defeating Donald Trump. And if, we, if we're going to beat Donald Trump, we, we can't be lollygagging around here for a lot longer because it seems like the party is starting to make a decision. James, I am imagining all of Sanders' nation saying in unison, we do, in fact, want a revolution. I, I understand that you do. You just you, you don't have a majority of the Democrats that are in on your revolution. But James Carvel, the guy who backed Bennett, uh, who's who will not be remembered three months from now as having run for president. Um, and, and, and Carvel was talking about how Bernie had to leave now to save face, and right. to, to save unity and all right. that. Um, these Very are good, important ever- point, everyone. So I just want to make sure everyone heard that he backed Bennett, who's, who's nowhere to be seen, right. of course, now. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know what? I remember one time in 88 looking at the, uh, the stage during a Jackson debate in Houston and saying to myself, Ten years from now, no one will remember who ran other than Jesse Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because ten years later, I asked people, and they couldn't even remember Dukakis had run. Wow! The same thing will happen. The same thing will happen this time. Um, but, even but more. Look, Bernie is um, uh, is is not uh, out. He's not down and out. Uh, this revolution continues, and it is a social and political movement for change, and will continue to grow. And frankly. There are too many things that can happen to change the dynamics, just as um, the everyone's dream came true that Biden emerged from South Carolina and got so much free media. Right. Uh, this was a wave that was created 
Um, and it was created and it washed ashore and mm. brought with it a number of other voters uh, who were, you know, sort of, oh, my God, it would be a disaster for anyone. It would be a, a, a Republicans will go after a socialist. He's too old. He's too sick. He's too this. He's too that. And what you got was uh, somebody um, uh, literally coming aboard as the, as the savior who was a manufactured savior. Now, look, Joe Biden's a good guy, and he appeals to many of the same constituencies that Bernie does. He, he and Bernie are the only two who actually speak to white working class voters. Um, and they're the only ones who have had support from uh, minority voters from the beginning. Mm. Um, and and so, um, uh, you know, that's where we are. It is a two-man race right now, but anything can happen. Biden uh, certainly is, is not to be um, uh, counted on. Uh, not to make a huge uh, screw-up before this is over, uh, to say something so awful or to right. display how out of touch he is, uh, even in some cases with his own his own uh, right thinking. So I, I, it's not out. Number two, there are states coming up that are Bernie states. He's going to do well in Michigan. He's going to do well in the state of Washington on the 10th. Um, and states that follow where he'll do well. I think he's going to do well in Midwestern states. People don't understand the appeal that Bernie has. Remember, he won West Virginia last time, and these are states that still can be won. So it's, we're going to go to the convention. It's going to be a brokered convention, and we'll see where we go from there. But Bernie represents something that no one else in this campaign does represent. A consistent political philosophy has a consistent base of support. Everyone else's support base is amorphous and sort of comes together like, you know, like uh, steel shards when you hold a magnet and they kind right. of come together, take the magnet away and they fall apart. With Bernie's, they don't fall apart. They stay together with Bernie because he owns that constituency. No one else does. So any event can bring about change um, in the dynamic here and bring people back to Bernie. Uh, he wins a couple states on the 10th and the the, the the change will, will occur. I mean, the, 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 the wave, the Bernie wave will come again as it did after Nevada. So I, I, we're not out of this at all. And frankly, I knew from the beginning we were going to be in it from the long haul. No one was going to give us this, can, this, this, uh, uh, this nomination. And frankly, um, at the end of the day, the party's going to have to make a choice. Do they want to win or do they want to risk losing? I think Bernie is the guy who will carry us through in November. And uh, people got to think smart. Um, and I'm not sure yet that they do think smart. Right. Um, can you comment on the alleged involvement uh, of Barack Obama behind the scenes? I don't know if that's something you are privy to. I don't. Okay. Obviously, I, I've heard the stories, but what I do know is that everyone else weighed in. So why not him? I right. mean, it, the point was is that superdelegates didn't get to vote, but what they did get to do was put their thumb on the scale by 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 a, almost a, a an organ it was almost like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. It was an <laughs> orchestrated uh, symphony of voices with the very same message: uh, "We'll lose down ballot. It's too radical." He's the, you know, and it went on from there. Uh, this was worse than superdelegates declaring. This was superdelegates and party elites uh, creating a, a massive national scare with MSNBC being the, uh, the main vehicle for it, but the other networks falling. There was a feeding frenzy. I mean, there was a, it was packed journalism at its worst. Um, and it took a toll. There's no doubt that it took a toll. 
But, you know, what Gene McCarthy said way back when he ran uh, for president, he said the, the press is like crows on a high wire. One lands, they all land. One takes off, they all took off. Right now they all landed on Biden's wire. They'll take off. That can occur. Right. Pardon me for saying that. Okay. Uh, but but it, it, it can easily occur, and we will see where we go from, from here. But I, I, we're not out of this yet. Biden's not the nominee yet. And uh, and frankly, I feel I feel good about the fact that we're we're as close as we are, given the fact of all the forces that were arrayed against us uh, in, in 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 this campaign, especially demonstrated over the last couple of weeks. Look, the media fell in love. They were like silly teenagers. Right. Mm-hmm. They fell in love with Warren. They fell in love with Buttigieg. They fell in love with Amy Klobuchar. I mean, imagine people in MSNBC saying Amy Klobuchar sounded the most presidential of anyone up on the stage. But they had this all the way looking for someone to love that wasn't Bernie. They found it in Biden after ignoring him for the longest time. Um, And uh, in some ways, I feel good for Joe. I mean, he's been in this game a long time and he finally gets a break, but he's not there yet. And we're not out of it yet. There yet. You mean, I thought you meant as an individual, like he has some more learning to do. Yeah. But you Mm -hmm. mean like chronologically there yet or numbers wise yet. Numbers wise, not there yet, and there's a lot of hurdles between now and yeah. the and the convention, um, and and frankly, you know, I'm not sure that he is going to be able to withstand the pressures, but we'll see. Yeah, and um, I yeah, we'll and Bernie, I'm here- on the other hand, has shown that he can. Yeah, um, and I I think uh, I'm still my money's on Bernie. Yeah, your non your non pack money is on Bernie. Your non-corporate money. Yeah. Your non-fossil fuel industry money is on Bernie. I'm here, by the way, with with Kate Willett, who is a a stand-up comedian, also has done a bunch of organizing and door-knocking and canvassing um, for Bernie Sanders. Um, So I want to share, give Kate the opportunity to ask you a question, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. um, I guess I have two questions. Uh, One is like, what states should we be watching for, you know, that might be really good for Bernie? Uh, What states should like people who canvas be focusing on? Um, And uh, the second question is like, what is the likelihood that, you know, can Joe Biden at this point take like a can either candidate, I guess, get just a majority of delegates or are we past that point? I, I think from the beginning, no one was going to get the majority of delegates. I, I didn't. I didn't think that was going to occur, and it's it's not going to occur now. I, I just don't see it in the cards. Um, but the states to look at, I think, are, um, are are I I think Michigan's a big a big one, and Bernie's going to do well there. Um, and I think uh, we're also going to uh, we're also going to see uh, Bernie do well in the state of Washington. Those are two big ones coming up. And uh, and I think that those are places I'd focus my energy on. Great. And anything else that you want to uh, say in terms of some of the conventional wisdom that's being kind of um, taken in and not challenged that you find ex- um, more frustrating than other things? Um, because as someone who you have tons of experience, you've been involved in the Democratic Party for I don't remember how many decades. You can you can tell me. Um, and you're also <laughs> a uh, a pollster, um, an analyst of polls. Um what what is the most frustrating? What are the biggest myths you'd like to shatter? I I, I think that that the whole nonsense framing of moderate voters mm-hmm. and the center, um, which usually means 
um, almost nothing. There's almost no content to it. It's sort of like, it's not this, it's not that, it's the center. What is, right. what is the center? The center is, um, um, uh, it's either Medicare for nobody or Medicare for all is Medicare for some people. I mean, right. I don't know quite what it ever meant. What, what in fact the center is, it, it depends. It also depends if you, if you define it on social issues or economic issues so that you had right. a situation where Joe Lieberman, right, oh. could call himself a moderate, right, and, and be in the center um, because he was good on some social issues but stunk on everything else, right? right. Um, and so if you define the right-left as they ought to be defined on economic issues, then basically you get a very different picture. There is no center. There is either government, uh, there is either no government and, and mm. pure unadulterated greed, or there is the, the other side, which is government serving as a tool to create economic, political, and social uh, justice and environmental justice. And that's where Bernie is. The center is what? That the government does not so much and maybe just a little bit. And, and to argue that there's a whole lot of white working class voters out there who are centrist, that is to say, who don't want the government to do stuff, who don't want the government to intervene, is sheer nonsense. Right. Uh, it's not, and it's not just the, you know, as people have made the argument about public schools and about fire, uh, fire department and about highways, et cetera. They also, in all the polling you see, they want Medicare for all. They want free education. They want student debt forgiven. They want to have their their livelihoods protected uh, from from the, the fraud of of banks, et cetera, that have, have been ripping them off for, for for a generation. So that the idea of that we need somebody to appeal to moderate, meaning uh, somebody who is not aggressive in protecting the rights of people, meaning someone who is half-heartedly interested in providing uh, services that people need. That means somebody who is not passionate and doesn't care much about making sure that health care is a right. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. So when I hear that term moderate, I, I get really angry because it, it, it's a lazy person's way of describing something that they really don't understand. Uh, and, and I think that we all ought to question it and challenge it when we hear it, that we need to go after moderate voters. Right. And, and sometimes they mean... You know, people who are Democrats use it and describe somebody who is very much like a liberal Republican mm -hmm. and Republicans use it to describe somebody who's a conservative Democrat. Right. And neither of those both of those are at this point dead animals. They mm. don't exist anymore. They're extinct. Mm. Uh, what we're left with is the sheer unadulterated greed of the elite versus the incompetence of Democrats who've never figured out a way to make government work. And right. then you've got Bernie Sanders who is saying there is a way to make it work, and that is to build from the bottom up a social movement that will give us the votes we need to make the dramatic and radical change we need so that people's lives are improved. Great. Th thank you so much, um, Jim Zogby. Thank you so much for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule. I don't know how you do as many things as you do. Um, especially that you're Thanks. not like 25. No offense, you're like what 35 or something. But... I think 78 is still young, actually. Oh, very. Well, good. I think even I, if you were 78 yeah, and you I had like a heart attack, yeah. the world would be I'm, your I'm oysters. Stents. Okay. Stents. No, no, no. We're just, we're just, we're just, we're just using. I know, I know, okay. I know, just yeah. want to make sure. <laughs> um, thank Bye. you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
that was Jim Zogby. He's such a nice guy. He's, he is really he's nice. Really nice. He's also he's a very important, very strong voice for Palestinian rights. Amazing. And he's himself Lebanese Christian. Oh, by the way, sorry, forgot. That was Jim Zogby of the um, Zogby Institute, uh, the American Arab American Institute. Um, he is a, um, a surrogate for uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, he's the founder of the Arab American Institute. He's the managing director of Zogby Research, board member of Our Revolution. And you can find him on Twitter at JJZ1600. And I'm live. I'm here. I'm Katie Helper. And this is the Katie Helper Show, which you can hear every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on WBAI. That's 99.5 FM, WBAI.org. I'm also here with Reggie Johnson on the engineering keyboard hello hello how are you doing <laughs> i'm good i'm good um and yeah good you survived uh super tuesday oh that's what happened yesterday yeah you, you it's a repressed I, memory right it. uh you know it is what it is i mean like i think no one it, it would have been a pipe dream to think that it would have been a queen a clean sweep right. uh it would have been nice yeah it would have been nice but uh but the, the the whole idea and the notion is like you you knew where the tables would turn when the consolidation of oh candidates God. started to happen. Yeah. It was it was almost I saw somewhere in a humorous uh, the humanist um, report was yeah. saying about uh, making the reference to Star Wars um, as the Empire Strikes Back, you know, and I think that's really a good analogy of that. And it was expected. I, I, and, and, and I think that that's something. It, it, the reason why the opposition is what the opposition is, is why they maintain and handle power for so long. It, 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 was, it, it was almost, you, you had to expect for a clap back. Mm. You had to expect right. Yeah, that. exactly. The fact that he's gone as far as he can. Is pretty incredible, so don't yeah. get discouraged. I'm also here with Kate Willett, who is a stand-up comedian, the co-host of Reply Guys podcast, also um, has a comedy has a comedy special on Netflix, and did stand-up on Col the Colbert Report, the Colbert, Colbert Show, late the show Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I mourned for those other days. Also, we're taking your calls at 212-209-2877. Again, that's 212-209-2877. Uh, Kate and I are going to be chatting more. Then we're going to be calling um, guest Carl Bayer, uh, who's really great and talks like kind of like uh, Jim Zogby does, talks a lot about polling, um, though he's not uh, affiliated with the Democratic Party the way that Jim Zogby has been. I wish we had more time with Jim. I'll have to have him back on. But he has uh, great stories about knowing Bernie for a really long time and also about... Um, uh, Jesse Jackson, and of course Bernie Sanders was. I think was was he the only was he the only white Democrat, the white po only white politician, or the first white politician to endorse? Jackson? He was the first. The first, yeah. He was the first. There you go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's very. I'm really I'm really excited that he came on. I always love talking to him, and I'm really excited. Kate Willett's here. Um, again, you can give us your your poor your what is it? Give us your poor your tired your huddled masses slash your phone calls at two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. So, Kate, tell us what you're feeling and thinking. Kate is sitting next to me. Um, not to put her on the spot. I should do a little Instagramming. But Kate is sitting next to me wearing a Bernie T-shirt. And uh, can you just summarize to, to listeners what your relationship with Bernie and 
Bernie Brewery is? Yeah, so I was someone who, in 2016, uh, I was kind of torn between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. I liked a lot of Bernie's policies, but I didn't really think he had a real shot. And mostly, I was like very annoyed with like men being mean to me online who supported Bernie Sanders. And I was kind of torn about it, decided the day before to vote for Bernie. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't into it. I didn't really see... Uh, the movement that I see now um, in the years after uh, 2016, like in 2018, I, I was kind of uh, open to socialism more because of people like AOC, uh, awesome intersectional feminist. And then finally, uh, I started dating a socialist man and he was very uh, sweet man. Um, and uh, he ended up uh, passing away and I largely think that uh, the reason that he died is because he didn't have insurance and that was the event that really galvanized me to become the worst Bernie bro uh, on the internet potentially not really I, I try to keep it pretty positive and feminist because I remember like what uh, alienated me in 2016 so I'm like I don't know. I just I have a podcast and stuff where we talk about how uh, socialism and the issues in Bernie's campaign relate to feminism. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about all this in the past couple days, not a couple days, really just today. It just feels like so long as I've seen uh, so many Warren supporters come out for Joe Biden. I mean, of course, a lot are coming out for Bernie Sanders. And but thank you very much. Yeah, and thank God, you and God welcome. And I you. think that... God who doesn't exist, maybe, but yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, probably a lot of Warren supporters are going with Bernie Sanders, but I, I see this repeated take, including by some journalists, you know, that like, oh, well, you know, because uh, some Bernie supporters did snake emojis towards Warren you know, they're going to vote for uh, Joe Biden now, which, uh, first of all, I don't really buy. But second of all, it's like you don't buy like you don't believe them. You think they're just being like they're going to get I over it. Or? I believe that they would have voted for Joe Biden in any case. Oh, I believe I see. their their war in support was performative or, or. Oh, no, I believe that like they are maybe centrists who were like swayed to vote for someone more progressive because of Warren. I don't yeah. believe that the reason is actually the snake emojis. Got it. OK, I see. Right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's just really gross to me that anyone could posit Joe Biden as somehow the more feminist choice, even no matter what uh, Bernie supporters said online, um, because Joe Biden's record with women is just so disgusting. I think the event that really stands out to me um, is he presided over the... uh, hearings uh, where Anita Hill was testifying about Clarence Thomas sexually harassing her. He did not allow uh, additional witnesses who would have corroborated her story. And Clarence Thomas, who is extremely anti-abortion, was subsequently confirmed to the Supreme Court. And, you know, to me, a lot worse than a snake emoji from a feminist perspective. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Of course, the Bernie bro narrative is in full effect, even though um, it used to be that it was about uh, his support not being diverse enough. Now that it's the least white base of support and the least male they can't really say that anymore so instead what they're saying is that they are mean supporters of him online this is something that um, I've written a lot about and I'm going to write more about and uh, good luck asking Elizabeth Warren or anyone else to apologize for the stuff that their supporters say and Kate you should come back and we can do a live reading with a bleep you know sensor machine and read some of the things that have been said to us by supporters of other people yeah it's Um, it's really I don't know I think about that a lot because like people have said really mean stuff to me and a lot of my friends support Warren and they, you know, they do, they do think like, oh, Sanders supporters are especially bad. But I'm like, 
No, I mean, people say terrible yeah, stuff to me. Yeah, you're just at the receiving end of it. Yeah. Because, and if you, were yeah. the, if you were a Sanders supporter, you'd be at the receiving end of other people's Yeah, ire. I mean, I... I we're funnier, <laughs> but... I get it from everyone. I tweeted a joke last night um, that was basically about how I'm going to keep supporting Bernie Sanders, but if, you know, he becomes unviable at some point, I will switch to Elizabeth Warren because she can still win. And I was totally joking. I was totally making fun of the mentality right. of people who are, like, saying, like, I'm with her till the end, right. you know? But, uh, like, some people didn't realize it was a joke. And people, like, like Bernie supporters, like, went oh, off no, in yeah. my mentions. Able, yeah. And it was, you know, like, I was sucked that people were <laughs> mad at me for right. that joke, especially because I was making fun of the know, thing that they were awkward, mad about. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it's like to, to think that I would see those mentions at this point and be like, oh, well, I can't support Bernie Sanders now. Right. I mean, that's Ridiculous. so stupid. Yeah, I no longer support universe, uh, Medicare for All. So we got we have our guest on the phone, or we got a call? Oh, great. Okay, uh, caller, please talk to us. Tell us your name and where you're from. George from New Jersey. Yay, thanks, George from Jersey. Hi. Hey. Hi. Uh, I hate to be one of these nasty Bernie supporters. No cursing, but, you know? Okay. Uh, I won't curse, but uh, I don't see, you know... Like Biden, I mean, if he goes away, could, could, you know, just a quick question is, if Biden, you know, wins this, can Bernie run on his own? That's one of the questions that, on his own without the Democratic Party or whatever, because they're going to rob it from him. But the other thing is, is I can't see a moderate Democrat or anybody, whoever calls themselves, whatever they are, looking at what's going on in the United States with the, with the kings of Bloomberg quartering the free market, Facebook monitoring your every move, Google, all these people, we are making kings again. Our, our whole democracy is gone. It was never really here, but it was now it's just totally gone. Right. And people are working for peanuts and zeros for billionaires, and everybody just accepts it like it's normal, or you, we should be doing this. Didn't we overthrow these kings of industry or whatever you want to call them? Didn't we overthrow them a thousand million times in history? And why are we here again? You better be mad about this because yeah. it's the same thing. You know, people are American Pharaoh. The guy throws it in your face right. and he's running a horse named American Pharaoh because we're a bunch of slaves acting like idiots again. And people should be pissed off. Excuse my language. No. But just go ahead with that. And, and like yeah. Biden, what chance does he have of doing anything good? No, he's or getting elected against uh, Trump. Exactly. He doesn't even know where he is, and they're going to show pictures of him kissing his granddaughter and everything else. Oh, yeah. Well, to be, be fair, to be fair, though, there are a lot of uh, pictures of Trump in uh, weird uh, right. sexualized right, situations but, with his family. Right, but as, no, it's true, but as um, it was Meghan McCain, of all people, pointed out, you can't run, she actually was arguing about Bloomberg, you can't run on the moral high ground when you have someone like Bloomberg running against Trump when he said disgusting things about women, now Bloomberg... R.I.P. Uh, his campaign, giving his support to Joe Biden. Um, but similarly, like uh, you can't run effectively against Trump. Trump is going to call Joe Biden every name under the sun. He's going to make fun of his bleeding eye, of his um, mental in and outness. And um, the best thing I ever heard about Biden was when Chris Cuomo said it was his best night yet about a debate. He was he was alert the entire time. I'm not kidding you. He actually literally said Amazing. that. I Amazing. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe these people are celebrating yeah. that he's going to be their candidate. It's like, he's why, gonna are, lose. I why used are you to, celebrating? Yeah, I used to think that he could win. And I don't, unfortunately, I think his policies are still as awful as before. But I actually think that people just won't vote for him because of his lack of command of the English language and other facilities. Um, we have another caller. Thank you for calling the Katie Helper Show. Please tell us your name and where you're from. Dave from New York. How are you? Good, thanks. You? 
Um, I just had a quick question. John, before, um, I forgot his name. Jim Zogby. Yeah, so he, he's a big uh, Palestinian rights activist. Yeah. So I've, had, so I've had debates with some of my friends, and just uh, what's come after most of them is what, uh, these Palestinian activists who are, are surrounded around Bernie, would, uh, a lot of them support BDS. So would they or would you also support, like, a boycott of, let's say, Saudi Arabia and Turkey who also have awful human rights records? Um, if they're, Well, that's an interesting question. So that I think if there were a civilian um, uh, campaign uh, around a boycott there, I definitely would. I think you also don't have to support BDS to believe that it should not be illegal and that it's a major violation of free speech to make it illegal, which is why you have groups like J Street, which oppose BDS, defending the right of people to engage in it. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, yes, of course. And and the thing is, like, uh, we should you know, I always say that Saudi Ar- uh, Israel is America's wife and Saudi Arabia is America's side piece. Um, that's good, right? Uh, both countries have terrible human rights records. Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, I would say that, yeah, obviously there's more freedom in Israel, but the discrepancy between the freedom that they claim, the democracy that they claim, and what they actually put into place is pretty shocking. And nobody ever says that Saudi Arabia is a democracy or we have a special relationship with them because we keep that one hidden. Is that answer? Uh, yeah. I think that was maybe a leading question. but I have no idea. I, hopefully I led it back to the, yeah. got to the source. Um, we got another call before we speak to our next guest. Thank you. Tell us your name and where you're from. Carl Barrett calling. Oh, sorry. We got two. Uh oh, we got a little of uh, tete a tete. Should we? So we got Carl and we. Let's do the call first and then go to call. Okay, Carl. Yeah. Oh, caller. Got it. Okay, there's a Carl. Okay, we're going to take our non Carl caller and then we're going to bring you in, Carl, and have you on for the rest of the show. Okay? Great. I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Yes, caller, not ca- non-car caller. Please tell us your name, where you're from. This is still Carl. Okay, I see what you're doing, okay, tricker, okay. trickster. Okay. okay, let's try it now. Caller? Hello? Yes. Hi, can you tell us your name, where you're from, please? Yeah, Mike from Rockland County. Thank you, Mike. Welcome. All right, the next question is this. Uh I got a really good job, got a nice raise, got a nice bonus, bully for me. My 401k is doing good. Why would I want to change now and vote for Sanders? That's actually a really honest question. Um, Well, there's the climate. I don't know if you have any kids or any friends with kids or you care about future generations, but Sanders is much better on the climate than anyone else in the race. Um, You know, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. I'm listening. Um, also, you, there was a really moving speech where, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen in terms of healthcare. Actually, Kate, do you want to do you want to respond to this and share what happened with your yeah, boyfriend? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, you know, um, I was somebody that you know, I I was kind of thinking that maybe Obamacare could be reformed, but then I was dating somebody who died, and I think a lot of the reason that he died uh, is from not having health insurance. And so, I mean, to me, it feels really clear that we need to get every single person insured and not just insured that medical care needs to be uh, free at the point of service because like for, you know, people I know that have insurance, like my family, for example, my brother got really sick um, and my parents both had really good jobs. And um, 
during my brother's illness, uh, he just racked up a lot of medical bills and my parents were went bankrupt at the time that uh they were you know really should have just been focusing on taking care of my brother and like while he had an illness um you know it was just it was extra hard for them to to deal with the you know the emotional uh situation of having a child that was terminally ill but then also to be thinking about losing their home on top of that was just like a an an incredibly bad situation and so i think you know as much as we can all think that you know we're we're fine in a given moment or people are happy with their private insurance like we never know what is coming next, really, you know? Yeah, and your boyfriend, who is a really talented comedian, um, I mean, this is in your piece, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not sharing anything, yeah. but he was had could no longer afford to see a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. And then he, yeah, and so it's really tragic. And yeah, I also just think if you have basic, I mean, I think basic empathy requires it, but also at, if you're in self, from the perspective of self-interest, you have the healthcare, you have the climate, also war. I mean, we're going to be safer in this country if there's less uh, international, if there's less foreign intervention. And Sanders is the best on that, too. And also, even if you're totally self-interested, like the more um, um, inequality, income inequality, the more instability there is. Violence. I, I came from a very low-income family, and I've done very well. I went to college, worked two jobs to pay for that. But my issue, whole issue with the health care is, is I have friends that like to just basically, they're in their 50s and they're still in the basement smoking weed all day and they're thinking someone else should be paying their bills for them. And to me, you know, well, I'm getting up and I'm contributing, you know. Yeah, but. I kind of get. Well, there's so many people who aren't just, I mean, I don't, I don't care if you're, I'd rather, I, People who smoke weed, I think, have a I don't know if that their existence negates the right to health care that exists in every other industrialized country. Yeah, um, I also think, too, like, you know, I mean, Bernie Sanders is definitely not arguing for a world uh, in which people don't have jobs anymore. You know, um, like I think that. You know, like with employers like Walmart and sometimes in some cases they are paying their employees so little that uh, it's actually their um, their basic needs are, are being subsidized by the government. You know, um, like a lot of uh, a lot of people are on, you know, Medicaid still and like are on um you know, food stamps in some cases. And like at least, you know, in a in a Sanders presidency, even if you're completely self-interested, like, right. you know, it, it, corporations are going to be paying what what they should, you know. And so it's, it's actually not going to be like, you know, your money that's paying right. for things in a lot of cases. Actually, we is Carl on? We could have yeah. him respond to that. Carl, uh, welcome, Carl Bayer, um, writer um, at, for places like Jacobin. Also, we've had you on a bunch and you wrote about the Green New Global, the Global Green New Deal. Were you, I don't know if you were able to hear that guy's question. So he, he's just asking why he should vote for Sanders. Yeah. Right. And um, if as he I does well it, financially, as I understood it, so he's done pretty well financially. You, you said you came from a poor family. Was that right? Very poor. Yes. Sure. My father was out of work most of the time and we lived on government cheese. Mm hmm. Do you have do you have like uh, siblings or any other extended family that's still or working class or poor or anything like that? Uh, just about everybody's dead in my family. Oh, wow. Like, well, sole survivor, yeah. So, died very young. So 
when when you think back uh, then to when you didn't have much money, did you feel like it, there are certain things that would have helped you out? Like you said, you're living on government cheese, right? That's a that's a welfare program. So yeah. you were using some well. You did get some help from the government, right? Yeah, government cheese. <laughs> I mean, that was- yeah. Yeah, so we aren't so we don't really disagree that the government should have some kind of role here uh, in helping people who aren't doing well, you know, helping giving them a basic safety net so that they can get by. So, for example, I think you seem to agree that government cheese programs, you know, food stamps, that kind of thing, that's a good thing. That helps poor people. So, I guess the only question then becomes why, what's the distinction you see between, say, giving somebody government cheese and giving them health care, two things that they both need to live. Okay, well, as I brought up the example with, you know, quite a few of my friends, they feel that they're just entitled to it. They shouldn't have to mm-hmm. put, they shouldn't have anything in the game. They shouldn't have to go mm-hmm. out and contribute towards anything. It should just be handed to them. They shouldn't have to do anything. And that's kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to be stereotypical, but like a lot of the Sanders supporters that I'm friends with, that's how they feel. Well, you're out there, you're working, Mike, you should be supporting everybody else. And mm-hmm. I've always believed, you know, the only way you really get anything is if you have some skin in the game. So just just to clarify one point about this, you know, when we talk about uh, Sanders' health care program, his Medicare for All program, um, this is largely, this is not being paid for. Like when, when you're paying for it, this is not you paying for tons of other people. Uh, the income, the revenue for that, or the yeah, the income for Medicare for All is largely coming from relatively wealthy people, like very, very wealthy people who I'm just taking a fair guess here. You're relatively unlikely to be just because nobody is that wealthy. Um, your average person. I'm not Bill is, Gates. Sorry. <laughs> You're what? Huh? I'm not Bill Gates. Right. Yeah, not Bill Gates. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thing is here, you're you're largely when it, it, the system that Bernie Sanders is advocating for is actually against a lot of the sort of leeching that you seem to have a problem with here, yes. because what he's saying is let's cut out a lot of the sort of useless administration middlemen, the profiteering from insurance companies that aren't really contributing much value to the transaction at this point. And he's just saying, let's just simplify this so that you are paying what this care is actually worth, what the rest of the world is actually paying for it. Let's just have a simpler program that way. And so you cut costs massively that way. You aren't paying as much as you were before generally because you're not paying co-pays and deductibles now. You're just paying you know, a lower tax fee, especially because you're middle class. It's only when you start getting up into the upper tax brackets that you really that it becomes a question of you paying for other people's health care at all, too. But, uh, so that's know, my, uh, my congressman, and I asked him in a uh, town hall, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop off after this and let you folks get on yeah. with your show, but... Uh, he told me, I do not want universal health care. And this is Sean Patrick Maloney. Mm-hmm. You don't want it. He says, trust why, me. Why did he say that? He, he told me where he's from. I guess he's from Canada. He says, you don't want this. Oh, God, that's true. You better off with what you have. 
Well, I wonder what kind of Medicare he, ha- what kind of health care he has. I couldn't tell you. Well, if he's in the state now and he's my congressman, he's probably got damn good. Yeah, and it's probably <laughs> provided by the the government, right? Provided by us. yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Wow, that that was a nice full what? circle. I, I would just encourage you, um, if you like, you can Google uh, Bernie Healthcare Calculator. Oh. And that gives you an idea of what kind of um, taxes you're actually paying into this, uh, as opposed to what you're getting out of this. And I think you're going to find that, if anything, it's just lowering your own bills. So just from a completely self-interested perspective, setting aside the whole thing of should we be helping other people? Well, I think we should. But just setting all that aside, I think it's still in your advantage to take a look at that. So I would encourage you to do so. Well, thank you both. Thank you all for the conversation. Thank Have a you. Great rest of the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah. And Carl, Carl. Hey, Carl. This yep. is Kate. This I know is... you from online, but not in real life. <laughs> and this is Reg. Hey, and Reggie's Kate. here. Hello hey, there, Carl. Hey. So thank How's you so so much for calling in. Tell us how, um, why, as a lot of people are saying, um, that Bernie no longer has a path in the nomination. Tell us why, what your, what the real, the reality uh, is. That's, I think that's silly. So, you know, after after the first one or two states, especially after Iowa, we got this big narrative that Joe Biden had just completely collapsed. And this was fed by, you know, Nate Silver has his little predictor that swings wildly, um, and it showed Biden just dropping off of a ledge. Um, But if you looked at the campaigning they were doing and the spending they were doing, it was always perfectly clear that Biden was not going to do well in the first couple of states, that he was going to suddenly become very competitive in South Carolina and that Super Tuesday is where the big fight was going to begin. Um, this is uh, this is how the polling always looked. You know, I'm here in Virginia um, campaigning, and the night before I was speaking at a Sanders event, and I told everybody there flat out, we're the underdogs. I'm expecting us to lose. Mm. That's why you have to knock on as many doors as you can. So none of this should really surprise us. Um, you know, I, th- I think we're in a good position because we are within striking distance here. Biden needed to stop this campaign dead in its tracks. Just, And that's what the media is going to try to say happened. Right. The media is going to try to hype this up and say Bernie is gone. And then, of course, the perpetually pessimistic left is going to say the same thing mm-hmm. because we're all waiting for the sky to fall constantly. Right. But I don't losing. think it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's true. I think that we should use this to motivate ourselves. Um, and, we, you know, you just got to keep on knocking on the doors and making the calls and making the donations and the texts and all that and just do your due diligence. And, um, you know, beyond that, there's really not too much we can do. But if you look at, you know, we're like, what, within 100 or so delegates of yeah. Biden. That's not – that's not – difficult at all you know some of the states especially further out west are easier lift for sanders um you know he's got like he's got a shot in michigan he can yeah. take that um I, I i i think we are still completely in it and i think that 
you you just have to proceed as if we're still in the game. You can't just give up, you know, because they, you really we really only know so much about how this election is going to play out. You can you can only you can only predict so much. Yeah, plus so Biden can, has uh, completely sabotaged himself two other times. So there's also the possibility of that. I feel like people who are despairing right now uh, are underestimating how truly bad Joe Biden is at running for president. <laughs> so, you know, there's that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it is a little scary, I think, to me to see how many just terrible gaffes that I feel like 10 years ago, I think that if you got caught on camera doing the stuff that Joe Biden gets caught doing regularly, just some of this bizarre, deranged behavior, uh, it would have been campaign ending. And so it does it, it does disturb me even a viable candidate after right. all of that. So we can't just hope for Biden to mess up uh, and lose this. Um, I think that Sanders supporters really have to pivot and train our fire on Biden. Um, you know, this, this Warren stuff is truly obnoxious, in my opinion, but um, Biden is the target right now. And you just have to keep talking about Social Security you just have to keep talking about trade. You have to talk about all of the things that make Joe Biden an extremely vulnerable candidate in the remaining states. And that's Bernie's path to victory, if he has one. Um, just so everyone's listening knows, we are speaking to on the Katie Halper Show, which you can hear every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on WBI 99.5 FM or WBI.org on the internets. Speaking to writer Carl Bayer and uh, also uh, stand-up comedian Kate Willa and both of them have been organizing for Sanders. And Carl, you're pretty prolific. I want to make sure I've caught up. What's the latest thing that you wrote? Was it about why um, uh, Warren um, staying in is not a good is will not be uh, good for Bernie? Yeah, I've I've been doing um, I've been focusing on some just sort of relatively wonky like data analysis stuff. Um, the the one that got the most attention recently was I wrote an article called Inside Warren's Collapsing Base. And what I talked about there is basically how, you know, she sort of had two lanes here. She had people who say they would vote for Sanders if she weren't in the race. And then she has everyone else who are, you know, relatively right flank uh, Democrats. And all of those Democrats, have largely fled her campaign. Um, and so now she has this big rump of people who say they would support Sanders if she dropped out. Like that is quickly moving towards the majority of her base. It's about 40% now. That's double what it was a couple of months ago. Um, so she she's in a very bad position where she wanted to be the unity candidate, but she's proving that she can't hold on to the right flank or the left flank. Right. Um, she's just losing them both. And that's the exact opposite of what she needed to happen. I mean, to me, like everyone's posting that she should drop out and stuff. And I don't personally see how she won't because the super PAC that was funding her said that they aren't going to do more ads for her. And her support is, uh, even much lower now than after she uh, after yesterday when she was defeated in so many states. Um, uh, yeah, I don't 
to me, it's like what would be the path forward for her campaign? How could she even keep it alive? I don't know, like a minimal staff like Tulsi's or something. I don't know, but it's it's really wild to me to imagine. I'm not. I, I'm somebody who thought that she was playing to win. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I, I I don't think that like some people think she was just there to sabotage Sanders and that was it. No, I think she wanted to be president. Same thing. And and. So I think that now um, it, it just it's baffling why why she is still staying in now that it's clear that she doesn't have a path at all. Um, it's just so it's just I, I don't know what she's getting out of it at this point, except for maybe keeping her staff employed and doing stuff like that. Like I, 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 the, the motives are really inscrutable at this point, and it's hard not to say yeah, she just is not happy with the Sanders campaign and is sticking it to them and is maybe wants to bargain at the convention with the handful of delegates she'll roll in there with. Yeah, what um, for what do you think? I mean, what what's going to happen if, if no one gets the majority? What's going to happen with the superdelegates? I, I mean, you, they're, they're going to screw over Bernie. Right. You just can't. You, you just have to assume that would happen if Bernie doesn't win in the first round. I do not see how he wins in the second. It just seems. I mean, I guess the only way that he wins in the second is if he just has such a huge plurality that it becomes really obvious that it's going to break the Democratic Party right. if they try to steal it from him. You could see that I could see that happening in the second round without him ever getting majority. But that's just so unlikely that he's going to get a giant plurality at this point. The more likely thing is that it's going to be like razor close. And um, I, I, I don't know what happens at the convention at this point. I really don't. So but I've it... never. Sorry. No, no. I, I was just going to say I've never, ever thought that our path to victory involved some kind of uh, delegate pooling scheme with Warren because nobody ever explained how that could actually work. And we never actually had a good reason to be confident that Warren would participate in that. Right. Even so. So is it, I mean, so basically is our, is our hope at this point that Bernie are, are we, is what we're going for at this point a sizable plurality? Is that what we're trying yeah. to do, or or maybe the off chance that we like really luck out and get a majority? Like I don't know. Is there I still a path? I don't, I don't think majority is likely. I forget what Nate Silver has it at, but it's <clears throat> it's something very low. Like I think like eleven percent or. Uh, likelihood. I mean, it's just not very likely that he's going to get a majority at this point, but you can still hope that he gets a very large plurality um, that he, the, the other thing is I think is you want him to come first in a whole lot of States because if he walks into the convention carrying a whole bunch of States and with a bunch of delegates under his arm, um, then it becomes much more difficult to say, okay, we're going to take it from him. But if it's if it's narrow, if he just has a narrow lead, like you know, imagine wild situations like 
he has a narrow lead in the delegates, but Biden has a larger popular vote count, uh, you know, which has happened. That's how Hillary lost in 2008. Um, or he, or Biden has more states or something crazy like that. Then that's when you start running into shenanigans in the second round. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anything else? Any uh, important? Uh, I like to give people the chance to, uh, what's the word, shatter myths that are going around. We only have a few more minutes, but anything else that you want to make sure people know about, given how much the media misrepresents stuff, given how much people who um, like don't know about polling or either don't know or either know and are being disingenuous about polling, like James Carville, his uh, victory speech from last uh, from Tuesday night was just pathetic. And hearing him talk to Claire McCaskill, another moderate loser, um, as if they have any idea what they're talking about or know how to win. And as Jim Zogby pointed out, uh, this is a guy, Carville, who supported um, Bennett. Um, but, yeah, anything else you want to make sure people know about that they won't get from the mainstream media? Uh, I would just say, like, the – the main thing right now is there's an argument going around. Paul Krugman pushed it. Some guy in The Economist pushed it, claiming that most of Warren's voters would go to Joe Biden if she dropped out. And yeah. that's just not true. That's that's counterfactual. You can look at any second-choice polling, uh, and it shows that a plurality of them go to Sanders, not to Biden. Uh, or to anyone else. So that's that's being thrown around as a um, argument against Warren dropping out, um, yeah. which is just actually incorrect. Um, one, one other little thing we're starting to see now that Biden is taking the lead, uh, suddenly everyone cares about the racial composition right. of his uh, voting base again after a whole year or so of nobody talking about it uh, because it was to their disadvantage because all of the people who they wanted to win were doing worse with black voters right. and with Hispanic voters than Sanders. Sanders, as far as I know, is still doing better with Hispanic voters. Um, and I think he's, he's probably behind uh, with black voters at this point. It's been going back and forth. But I would just say what I said in 2016, that a lot of it just has to do with name recognition. You also have to look at favorability rather than preference. So even if you see a lot of black voters congregating around Joe Biden, that doesn't mean that they disapprove of Bernie Sanders. That's just a preference. Right. Um, totally. So exactly. It, and as you yeah. said, it's so disingenuous. I mean, all of a sudden, it's interesting how the people who the focus on racial composition, demographic composition is seems to be directly um, related to where Sanders is doing on that issue. So um, when he has yep. the most diverse, least white base of support, all of a sudden that's kind of no one's talking about it. And then when Biden comes in um, pre uh, well, anyway, when Biden, when it can be used against Sanders, it's used when it's not. Uh, able to be used against Sanders it's uh, crickets um, thank you so much Carl where can people find you and your work uh, just go to carlbear.com c-a-r-l-b-e-i-j-e-r um, and you know I'm on Twitter and all that you just tweeted out my name a minute ago yeah. so people can find me that way easily great so, and uh, check out his latest yep. piece at Jacobin nice to talk to you Carl yeah thanks for coming yeah, out again you too, you repeat too. offender mm -hmm. Um, thank you, Reggie Johnson, uh, engineer and commentary uh, commentator 
Uh, thank you, Kate Willett. People can find you where? At Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. Great. And uh, this is the Katie Halper Show, which you can hear every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on WBAI. That's 99.5 FM or WBAI.org. See you all next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Katie Halper Show. Please support the show at patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. For as little as $1 a month, $12 a year, you can support this show and help keep it going. For $5 a month, uh, you can get all these extra episodes, extended interviews, and entirely extra episodes, like with people who aren't even on the main show episode. Thanks. Bye.